This is the journey of life with Anjana Narayan, produced by Make Dreams Grow Co. To me, uh, meditation provided that way, and I honestly feel like, you know, I feel like meditation is such a miracle. You know, it's sort of we. Oh, it's some big spiritual, da da da. You know, who knows what? What are you doing when you're meditating? This and that. It is so simple, and uh, you know, hopefully, as we go through, we can uh, we can do a little bit of meditation. But I kind of feel like it's a way to become your own best friend. Mm-hmm. It's a way for you to just sit with yourself in silence to know well, what's happening inside of me, what's happening in my head, what's happening in my feelings. you know and just it's reconnecting with yourself reconnecting with yourself and so um kind of like phase 3 was i'd say probably a big part of this was this starting to reconnect with myself at a deeper level where yeah of course i was doing the exercising and work and all of that but you know this became a real rejuvenating way mm-hmm. for me to uh connect with myself and what happened anjana it took probably 3 years back or so is when my journey kind of took on a maybe a much more accelerated trajectory you know much more steeper trajectory and um you know situations happened which led me to uh, go to india mm-hmm. uh, my mom was unwell i was in india with her uh, as she was healing i was working in india and that the nature of the work i had uh was consulting primarily it gave me an opportunity to find the time to go deeper in myself mm-hmm. and pursue more personal growth and uh, uh and and just connect with my spirit more and that took me traveling to uh, around the world actually it was a fantastic time where i traveled not only over india across india i went to nepal i went to uh, Uh, many countries in europe you know and i'm very curious to know about your experiences in denmark and uh, i know that you went to tuscany in italy yeah. uh, and uh, these were these were not just touristy destinations but in fact uh, connecting deeper into the collective sort of humanity um, and and the work which is happening actually in many parts of the world now uh, for yeah. that overall connectivity and uh, you know harnessing the power of creativity really Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about the the Amsterdam and the Denmark yeah. and the Tuscany experiences? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um yeah, I'd say those are the three major ones for me. Um uh the one close to Amsterdam, it's actually a human uh, development or human growth uh, university and they really focus on developing your heart. Mm-hmm. Your uh you know and so the motto is love is the answer. Mm-hmm. um and uh so there i actually uh you know learned how to take off sort of the uh the masks that i had put on you know to sort of cope in the world you know mm-hmm. so we we develop a lot of defense strategies as we growing up and and i i one of the things for me was to learn to understand that those defense strategies also exist for a reason Right. You no, know, it's not that they're bad. 
-hmm. you know, that, oh, you know, something was wrong with you that you developed that. You develop them for a reason. You develop them because you need to um, survive in a particular environment and thrive as much as you can in an environment, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, as you grow up and where I was at when, you know, I was at this place is something wasn't working for me. Some of the strategies or defense strategies, they weren't allowing me to connect with who I was now and what the world was in front of me, what the environment was in front of me today, right? right. right? Yeah. And so I learned a lot of things, uh, you know, working with a lot of other people. So there were, there was a community of people who, you know, some were like me, others were like experts in this area where how do you uh, get more and more in touch with your authentic self, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I'd say that that was my uh, biggest learning there. And uh, probably uh, one other big one was to heal my trauma, the trauma that I shared with you, I was carrying, I, you know, carried that for uh, three decades, believe it or not, Anjana. Mm -hmm. And um, I found out that through this healing work that I was carrying the intense anger at what happened to me. And there was the sense of outrage. Mm -hmm. There was a sense of humiliation and right. sense of shame, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, and what that was doing, I didn't, not only did I heal that and release that, but also understood what it was doing to me. Yeah. And what it was doing to me, it was making me disconnected with my own feelings. I was numb to feeling myself. And what happens is when you, maybe this is a key thing I learned that I want to share is that, you know, one of the things I learned, and I know many of us learned this, this is part of what, you know, how we get conditioned is that certain emotions are good other emotions are bad. For example, anger is not considered a good emotion across the world, right? We basically told, hey, just zip it, you know, don't show it or deal with it, you know? Right, right. And so what do we do? We either, uh, we suppress it mostly into our unconscious, you know, we repress it. And so, but what, when you don't deal with your anger, process your anger in a constructive way, right. what that does, it blocks you from feeling your heart, feeling love, feeling compassion, feeling kindness, because it's all the same energy. Mm -hmm. And if you're kind of blocking and repressing one side of the energy, the other side of the energy is just not available to you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we often struggle. It's on the same continuum is what you're saying. The continuum exactly. actually is on one side, you've got love, kindness, generosity. Yeah. And the other side of that is actually anger, guilt, and some of the things that you're talking about. Exactly. And, and I just want to want to um, make one point here that this is not limited to females, right? We're talking about the humankind because I feel like men across the world have also gone through their own experiences, right? So this is not about male-female thing. This is really about a human thing that people That's experience yeah, yeah. different things in different yeah. cultures, in different countries and different you know surroundings and so this has nothing really to do with with just a female or male dynamic this is really your human experience that, that's the baggage that, I, I, that you hold right yeah i think that's a that's a very important point uh for uh you know uh to understand and to bear in mind that in in many ways you know 
while women have uh, gone through sort of, you know, the experience of sort of blocking some of their emotions, men have gone through the same. In fact, men have gone through the experience of, more, uh, of having to block all, most of their emotions, right? In fact, the pressure is even more so on them to, you know, be in a certain way and act in a certain way and not shed tears. And, you know, there are all kinds of conditionings. Mm -hmm. And so in many ways, when you get on this healing journey, as I, as I was, and I met a lot of men and uh, women, uh, you know, in, on that path, I found that women, uh, because they naturally can get quicker back into their heart, sometimes it's a quicker process for them. Mm -hmm. Men, unless they really become conscious and aware of it, can really struggle with it, mm -hmm. you know, even more. Yeah. So uh, just having that attunement that this is a human issue, this isn't just a you know, gender-based issue. Now, it may have different implications, different aspects might impact a, a woman versus a man more because of the certain uh, conditionings or cultural expectations. That's possible and that happens. Mm -hmm. So that was, uh, I'd say, uh, my experience in Amsterdam and I'd say Denmark and uh, Italy were... Uh, very uh, similar experiences in terms of healing mm -hmm. myself um, in different different aspects. You know, I kind of think about it as a uh, onion layer, layers as you peel the layers of the onion. So you take the masks out and then you kind of start dealing with your processing your emotions. Then you start going deeper into um, understanding uh, and processing how do you connect more with your spirit. Right. You know, how do you get more centered and more sunk in? And ultimately, the biggest learning, the biggest learning out of all of this uh, for me was how to love myself, accept myself just the way I am. Anjana, and this may sound very paradox, very paradoxical, because isn't our, you know, in, in many ways, what we're trying to do is improve. We're trying to grow. But one of the things I learned is if you're focused on fighting something, that, oh no, I got to fix this. This is wrong in me. I got to fix this. If your energy is stuck there, mm -hmm. then your energy is just, you don't have energy to work on anything constructive for you. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So key is loving uh, yourself and being kind and compassionate understanding that some of the barriers and blocks that might have been developed in you, um, give them the light of understanding, mm -hmm. give them the light of awareness mm -hmm. and give them the light of resources that you, know, you want, you want, you want to unfold them. You want to grow, right? But treat them with kindness. Otherwise, you know, our energy gets stuck. I mean, that was a huge learning for me. So what you're saying is that as human beings, we are enough as we are that you know we have enough spiritual energy in ourselves um, and that we are in ourselves enough uh, and that of course we we will continue to have continuous improvement in yeah. the world and and we will continue to be better people but that uh, that energy spent on constructive nature of knowing that you're enough and then building from that is a much more positive energy uh, than uh, getting stuck in, in the more negative uh, sort of a thought process. 
The key takeaways here are that organizations need to strategically confront how the world is changing, accelerating automation, human leadership development, inclusivity momentum, remote working, etc., and real implications for how they will win going forward. How will these organizations be attractive to a new generation of employees who are more socially conscious, want to bring their unique selves and values to work, and are also working remotely spread throughout the day? Considering strategic implications of not developing human potential more fully in the changing world uh, that we face, toxicity in organizations, turnover, employee morale, negative effects on brand and overall performance, not to mention social responsibility aspects. Strategic organizations, innovation-focused corporations and firms need to actively look at this opportunity. There are many aspects and implications that warrant deep dive and further discussion. NIV leads an organization called In Out Abundance that has developed a practical framework for startups corporations and organizations to unleash this untapped potential. You can contact inoutabundance at gmail.com for more information.